0: So, before we kick off this episode, I want to let you know um in 2021 I will be looking for a new co-host. Um as we will be looking to <laughs> Y'all, if y'all can see my face right now, I will I will give you performative rights, all that, trust and belief. And start my own podcast. Try it if you want to. Y'all, what's really funny is that this man told me we were gonna record 48 minutes ago. Truly. Then called and then literally hung up the phone, then texted me. No, I texted him. I was like, so when are we recording? He's like, let's go at 4.45. He's like, I forgot that quit. I quit. said, you the one that set the time. Okay, but like PSA, y'all, I'm in the middle of tech week because I'm in a Christmas show. And when I tell you my brain is in five different places, five, five different places. Oh, and God. then what makes it worse is that, that now that I'm subbing in public school, like we were doing an AB schedule and now they're all back on the same days while we're getting ready to prepare for finals. So they decided the the last two weeks of school to bring everybody back. It's been nonstop. And I'm going to keep my comments. To myself, I like my job.
1: <clears throat> oh, I'm going to speak
0: for myself. Um, throw the, what is that? Spartanburg County? Yeah. Throw the county away. Throw the whole county district. I mean, school district away. Thank you. <sighs> Yes, 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 yes. Um, All right, guys. Well, I guess let's formally introduce the show. What's up? What's good? You know, it's your favorite boy, your favorite vocalist, your favorite performer, uh, your favorite person to have up in your ears I should get started on your day. Yes, it's me, Gabriel Terry, serving you. What am I serving you today? I am serving you efficiency. I am serving you prepared i am serving you organized and well used of my time today wow. i am serving you child i'm just i served you meditated wow. stretched all this morning Ooh, i was meditated and stretched before nine o'clock this morning we y'all. need to keep her praise god <laughs> yes Yes, you today was a good day in an order. Praise the Lord. Time. Ah, <laughs> we'll hey, the shot are getting this high. Glory order. That's it. Come on, that's what God come desires. On. Um, it's your other favorite co-host, um, your inspiration, your light, your joy, your authenticity. It is D. Bryant, the one and only, here gracing your airwaves again on this wonderful morning afternoon or evening depending on when you listen to our episodes but i'm glad to be here Y'all, yeah, he really gets on my nerves <laughs> he gets on a... but actually that was a real smooth entrance I really you're love welcome listen i still got my recording equipment up so like i can hear my my audio so it's a real good reverb on my end y'all oh it's nice that's all i'm gonna say Oh, he is feeling himself, y'all. He this is. shoulder that he's giving, he continues to already give a shoulder, y'all. Get him. Someone just pull up in, her, in his address and snatch him, up. But bring a cash request, right. please. I need money. All right, continue. <laughs> mm. All right, friend. Well, let's go ahead and check in. How's your week been? My week. Since is the last going time we great sat down and recorded my week is going great um like i said uh, i've literally been at the theater nonstop. but the people that i'm working with oh my gosh kind-hearted people can sing gifted they're there to do the work and we love that we love coming mm. into a space where um people know what is asked of them and they follow through um they can execute well mm. um so that's been fun um there's been a lot of self-reflection um god's been good this year it may have been a depthifier of a year but god has been good he's been faithful ah! thank cool. you lord um so yeah that's been great um what else what else what else um i'm slowly dabbling my way back into writing um gabe i know you've been pushing me writing, um, writing what writing, What are we um, writing uh, TV continued um I just have some things to say. I have things to say. And I mean, there's a little bit about heartbreak. There's a little bit about faith. There's a little bit about, you know, just vibing out. I just want to give colors. My question is, my question is, is it being written in the form of a song? Because if it's not that, I don't want it. Of course it's being written per song. That's all. That's all I want. want Because listening out waves next year, Period. Period. Come so on be on the race. lookout. Yes. He said he about to rock your boat, honey. Rock the boat. Rock the boat. Change, position, change positions. Change positions. Work it for me. Work it for me. Work it for me. Work it for me. It for me. Rock, rock the boat. Rock the boat. <laughs> I really wish y'all could see this choreography again. And when I say the is, not, I want you is not moved, he is not moved. understand that Gabe deserves a chair. Continue, please. Full chair. Not the chair. Not the. Is it electric fire? Um. If it's not, it's it's going to be in a pool of water, flooded <laughs> into a surge. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all see how he truly disrespects me, um, on a consistent basis, so, anywho, all right, since the last time we have sat down, um, okay, um, it has been a, a week, um, I have felt quite exhausted, um, and then I get a phone call, Yesterday. um, Saying. You have to go into quarantine. Due to. Some people. Testing positive. For COVID-19. And. Now I am. Stuck inside of this here house. For a minimum of 10 days. So. It is going to be. A wonderful time. Um, but actually, no, like, dead ass. Um, I got up today and because, yeah, yesterday I just really had to, I had to be in my feels. I had to, like, collect myself and just figure out what the hell was I getting ready to do. Um, and I'm like, this is not good for me, like, X, Y, and Z. But got up today. Hold on. DeBron, I can... I'm hearing feedback. Feedback, feedback. Oh, wow. Okay, can anywho. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Because I can hear voice. Are you getting closer? Uh-huh. For those of you who don't know that song, you are not a stan of Brandy Norwood, and I need you to get put on. Thank you. Scream Um. But anyway, moving forward with this. Uh. So, yeah. I am going to use these 10 days to just really reconfigure some things um, because yes, quarantine has did my mental state um, a doozy and my work ethic and motivation has plummeted to a negative 1,000. So trying to really just like get back to myself, um, things that I have like, oh, I've said I wanted to do, I'd like the type of quarantine. Um, but like now actually doing them, uh, is where I'm going to, I'm looking forward. Um, and we just got a lot of new things, you know, a lot of events, um, that are going to come up in 2021. So I just, instead of waiting for the new year to drop, why not go ahead and make a new day, a new goal and start it. So yes, all right, but that's gonna be like the last bit of like inspiration y'all get from me, um, <laughs> on this episode because this take it or leave it that we have today. Let's just go ahead and dive right on in, shall we? Are you gonna give us a live entrance or shall I just go ahead and prepare to use? No, I'll give you, I'll give you a live one. Oh, go ahead. <clears throat> okay. Take it or leave it. Ooh, it's a little jazzy. I like that one. Yes. Come on. All right. So we are going to open up our Take It or Leave It. Um, You know how we like to do. We want to give a moment of silence for a fallen actress who has captivated our hearts. Um, and it's just so sad that she is no longer with us. Uh 2020 has been, how do I say this? Ruthless when it comes Ruthless. to snatching people about this here world. Um, so yes, let's give a moment of silence to the one, the only Natalie DeZell Reed. Um, if you do not know who she is, if you've seen BAPS, if you have seen Madea's Big Which Happy Tal- Family, yes, Medea's Big Happy Family um yeah, I just and, been Hammerstein, Cinderella yes uh the tv sitcom Eve like if you have watched any of those things you have seen you have been graced with the presence of Miss Reed and we are just so 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 sad to see her go she was only 53 wow. um she died on Monday so that would have been December 7th if I'm correct yes December 7th 2020 she died of unfortunately colon cancer isn't that the same thing that took our giant um Mr. Bozeman I believe so so so. PSA really quickly go get your colons checked say that again for the people in the back go get your colons checked y'all Do not be afraid to go and get these checkups. Do not go be afraid to make sure everything is working and functioning, okay? If you can catch things early, the better chance that you have. This has been proven. We know time and time again we're all forms and variations of cancer. The sooner you can catch it in its early stages, just the better of a chance you have of defeating it. Um, But unfortunately, she was not able to overtake um the enemy that is cancer. And we're just so sad to see her go. Um, any thoughts you wanna any flowers you wanna give to Miss Reed before we take a moment of silence? Um, I think for me, ooh, she was such a pivotal moment for like me wanting to do musical theater because I remember um being in like fifth grade, I think, and my choir director showing us um Brandy's Cinderella, and like she played her stepsister, and seeing this woman who was a thickums who was giving us the acting beats, who who was singing down alongside, you know, the greats like Better dad and Whoopi, like Honey, it was so that cast was loaded. It was loaded, and like it showed me, okay, yeah, like I don't have to change. Like we can do this, and we can do it in our full selves. Um, so just seeing her musical theater. Tambor, but also seeing her comedic style and baths like she will always be the definition of black girl magic so yes yes, yes. yes. all right just bear with us as we just take a nice little moment of silence she rests in peace and rest in power All right. So while we are unfortunately on the subject of death, um, let's go ahead and just dive right on into this one. Um, We have another unfortunate black man, black life taken by the hands of these here law enforcement. In Columbus, Ohio. Uh, there's a brother named Casey Goodson Jr., who was 23. Need I remind you, I am 24 and DeBrian is 25. Y'all, they don't care. They don't care. Um, according to CNN, he was fatally shot on Friday, uh, which was i I'm saying like dates, but just in case, you know, people listen to this later on, uh, which was December 4th. So Friday, December 4th, by a 17 year veteran of the Franklin County Sheriff's office identified as deputy Jason Mead. Meade was working for the U.S. Marshals Fugitive Task Force, looking for violent offenders at the time. But Goodson was not the person being sought by the task force. Let me repeat that one more time. But Goodson was not being the person was not the person being sought by the task force. According to Columbus police, Goodson had put his keys into his door before he was shot and fell into the kitchen where his five-year-old brother and his 72-year-old grandmother saw him lying on the ground with a silver sandwich. According to the family attorney, Sean Watson. Goodson and, Ohio concealed. Oh, sorry, Goodson. He had a concealed permit, uh, carry pair, carry permit, excuse me. Um, was legally armed at the time of the shooting. Now, let's not get these facts twisted. He was legally able to carry the firearm. Any account that you read, because I read several accounts, that firearm was not drawn. Neither were his hands on it. Neither was it ever pointed and used as a force of, like, intimidation to the police. Aggression. Thank you. Um, So, yes, Gutsen was not alleged to have crimes, committed any crimes, has no criminal background, and, again, was not the target of any investigation. What has accordingly went down, or supposedly and allegedly went down, was that Goodson was, according to the U.S. Marshal, he had waved a firearm, allegedly had waved a firearm. Now, between him waving the firearm and somehow being shot three times in the back when his keys were literally in the door as he was literally opening the door to get inside of his house. I'm, I'm confused. So he literally had the U.S. Marshal, again, had no reason, again, according to any accounts, for him to have ever draw his weapon and also to fire. Um, at this point, witness testimony and physical evidence. Oh, excuse me. That's not what I was looking for in the article. Um, But yeah, like, I mean, there's really not much more to say about it. Like, this shit is some bullshit. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and take it uh, real quick. Um, I'm confused. Y'all, he literally had Subway sandwiches in his hand. And you get three, (laughs) three rounds in the back? while you're literally getting ready to enter your house, literally seconds from one article, I think it was the Washington Post, like literally described it, like his grandmother described it as like, he was literally moments away from safety and his life was taken away from him. I don't understand. There's nothing, nothing has been reported. Nothing has unfolded as to why U.S. Marshal, this U.S. Marshal Officer Meade, is firing off rounds. Like make it make sense. And we're tired of un- we are truly 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 tired of this continually happening. Y'all this <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't make sense. It truly doesn't make sense. Um the according to the Washington Post, our, hours after the shooting, um Tobin who is uh Tobin is Excuse me, I'm trying to figure out. Um, anyhow, Oh, now my computer is acting slow. Okay, so I literally lost my whole place. Ah, this is upsetting me. Oh, hours after the shooting, um Tobin told the reporters that Meade had just finished an unsuccessful search for a fugitive when he spotted Goodson driving by and allegedly waving a handgun. At him Man, this allegedly waving her handgun at him. But no other account said that weapon was ever drawn, neither was it fired or anything. Throw abolish the police, period. Brian you taking it or leaving it. I'm gonna take it. Please let the people have it. This is why. <laughs> This is why we need to make sure racist people are are not comfortable. That they are not comfortable in their privilege. They are not comfortable in the normalcy of seeing articles like this. Because since the beginning, at least from, from my experience this past year, since the beginning of the summer, at least once a month there has been a person of color, specifically Black trans women and Black men who have died in the middle of the street, who have died by the hands of police brutality. And when when as a society are we going to get to the point where we're, when we are not only requesting, but we are demanding change, that we go into these facilities and that we specifically are saying, hey, let's change how these classes are, are held. Let's make sure that we are having diversity briefings and inclusion seminars that were having a full discussion of like what it looks like when someone's getting approached and they're getting approached on the color of their skin or if there is a call for someone of darker skin and how we're approaching the situation because not everyone that you come across is aggressive not everyone that you come across is a threat to you but the minute that uh, karen comes into a store and she wiles out y'all just walk her out y'all not handcuffing her walk her be like, ma'am, can you please escort the premises? Ma'am, can you please escort the premises? Ma'am, can you please escort the premises? She get asked mo- multiple times. Right. And then, like, for instance... very like, little force. Use a very little force. And, and, and the thing about it is that the reason that it resonates home is because, like, me and Gabe, we go off on contracts. We go to places that we've never been before. And we are by ourselves when we go shop, when we're going into apartments that aren't ours. Mm. So it takes people who feel threatened, who feel uncomfortable making one phone call, tapping three numbers that could literally change the life of ours. And we got to be mindful. We just have to like, like we got to cut this mess out because this shouldn't have happened. No matter how, no matter if you support police or not, like this should have not happened. This shouldn't have happened. That's all I got to say. Next segment. Moving on, all right. Because I I could go in on that, but um, yeah. Let's let's let that be. All right. So let's move to a happier note, shall we? Um, if you have not heard, if your ears have not been to these streets, uh. This upcoming Saturday, December twelfth at eight PM, on Instagram and or on Apple Music, you will be witnessing a versus between Ashanti and Keisha. Go! Which I would also like to note that um, both of them are Libras. I did not know this. Come on, Libra gang, strong. Anywho, moving on. So yeah, I'm uh, on the. Oops, According to NME News, uh, or .com, excuse me, uh, Ashanti and Kishiko are set to go head-to-head on the next versus battle. Um, This will be the 21st battle overall, and we will see, again, Ashanti and Cole face off over 20 rounds. Um, Among the tracks, Cole could air... Oh, among the tracks, Cole could air um, include her... Eve featuring 2004 debut single Never, her biggest US hit, uh, Let It Go. Um, I Remember or You, which appeared on her latest album, Reset, and featured appearances from Remy Ma and French Montana. Um, Ashanti, we know Ashanti got us through the early oh, 2000s, sis. Um, could drop Rock With You, Our Baby, um, The Woman You Love, or Always On Time. Yeah, like, friend, are you taking it or leaving? Are you tuning in to the battle? I just have a simple song on my heart.
1: <clears throat> um, <laughs> what you about
0: to say? Um, um, uh, um, um, I'm going to leave it. uh oh, not you about to leave Why Why you leaving it for it? Come on. I know if there's something you want to say. There has to be something you got to say. I'm not going to mess up no chat coming my way so I'm going to be quiet. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and just quickly say this. Um I'm not going to like take it too much. I'm I'm just interested, you know. Uh I am also just very much interested if our good systems cold is going to, you know, just sample us with any live vocals. Um, And see how she has grown from her early debut, you know, in her early days. Um, And just see if we can stay a little more on pitch. And that's all I'm going to say about that. All right, moving on. Here we go. So, if you have not seen this thing that has taken over Instagram, which I find is kind of amusing. um, So, Friend, have you ever heard of the Elf on a Shelf? Yes, I have. Well, have you seen these here celebrities decide to take their own spin and gander on it and give us all kinds of puns and means and their versions of what Elf on a Shelf is? So we have like Garcelle um, who she played on the Jamie Foxx show. Uh she gave us Garcelle on a Pharrell. We have Elizabeth Banks Hanks on a Banks. Um, Carrie Washington's Perry on a Carry. Mark Ruffalo's Stark on a mark. Reese Reelersprung's Grease on a Reese. Mariah Carey's Carrie, like as in Jim Carey, on a carry. Um Gal Gadot? I, I don't know how to say her name. Pascal on a gal, um, and Hathaway's Jenny on an Annie. Uh, and it's just the list goes on Jennifer Garner's pen on a Jen. Like, I don't know. I it's a cute little trend that is happening. Uh I chuckled at a few of them. Um so you know, I just I would take it really quickly and just say, you know, it's just nice seeing that celebrities are participating into humor and yeah, like right, just seeing them have a little fun, joke around with us, you know, with the internet, um, before the internet gets them. Cause we all know these Twitter streets and these interwebs on Blue these internet are ruthless. Ruthless. Uh so are you gonna take it or leave it, friend? Um I just think it's funny cause like, you know, it's funny y'all wanna like be a part of like other people and poor people's traditions, but like, how about like spread that wealth a little bit. Mm. Interesting. Okay. (laughs) I'm just neither here or there. Like celebrities doing regular stuff. Like it's like, you know, like they're humans. We just put them on this pedestal and they're like, you know, in their homes plugged into some machine like they're robots or something. Like they're regular, shmegular people. But what really took me out, though, was the clip that Kim Kardashian posted where she was giving us the names of the elves and one of the elves' names is Glizzy. And I said, literally delete your account, literally delete your account. All righty then, and now we're moving on. Okay, that <laughs> delete that the Kardashian West. Delete, 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 delete. All right, we got two more. Take it or leave it, friend. Um, I want to get into this one. I'm scared. So on <laughs> on these here Twitter streets, we have we have the people going up a little bit about (laughs) Miss Cardi B. Oh, she is now we're going to dodge this topic. (laughs) Oh, you thought I was about to bruh? You are funny. You are funny. So if you have not been hip to what has gone on, on these here Twitter streets, uh, a couple of days ago, Cardi had both us. She had solicited and like you know made a call for people to be out here donating and stuff. And she has posted screenshots of a couple of donations she has recently made, um, such to Snicksmith's charity drive in memory of Naya Rivera, and as well as. The College Fund Scholars. Um, I can't tell exactly what she donated or what this organization is. But anywho, I don't know, the American Indian College Fund. There it is. Uh, She donated to you. But what has gotten people in a little bit of a, a frenzy, you know, have gotten their pennies in a lot, is that before that she had... Ask the people whether or not she should buy an $88,000 purse. Now, in relation to that, these donations that she has made were a donation of $20 and $100, respectively. So, people are a little confused. People are just like, so you are willing to drop eighty eight k on a purse but are only donating twenty dollars and a hundred dollars to organizations and the people have had something to say about it um according to love dch or at love h nine on Twitter she said what's the difference between what Carter B said and y'all bragging about spending hundreds of dollars on candles the other day in a pandemic um, at B underscore B H B underscore reply back $87,900. Um, someone else has decided to get on these here streets, Twitter streets um, at love this PA. It doesn't finish out her. Uh, account name she said at Cardi B I was grateful I was a grateful recipient of $500 from you this summer despite your charity your tweet about spending 88 k when people are literally struggling to survive is insensitive your charity doesn't preclude you from critique we love you and want you to learn from this um, yes and then people were like So, sis, what what is this purse? Maybe if we see the purse, maybe we can rationalize $88,000. The picture she put up of the purse, I'm just going to say I'm not moved. And I don't see 88K worth. But um, I'm going to give you first dibs, friend, on whether or not you're going to take it or leave it. I most definitely am going to take this. And I'm going to tell you why. I think there is a difference between being well-off with your money and being stupid rich. Now, when I talk about being stupid rich, I'm talking about the people who aren't cognizant of the amount of money that they have because it's so much, and that when it comes to, like, even just, like, impulse buys, it's not even, let me look at the price. It's like, I'll talk about the price, but, like, it's really of no concern to me. And... The fact that we're talking, you said it was how much? 88, 85? $88,000. The fact that we're talking about it, 88,000. Like the fact that that's the number when we literally have seen where we need to be funding, you know, BLM, the way we need to be funding, um, you know, foster care systems and people having the right sources and materials that they need, the way that we need to be literally funding people who are helping LGBTQ youth being placed in loving homes, but we're talking about somebody buying a purse. Now, again, what you do with your money is your business, but also at the same time, yes, people are going to ride you because of the little amounts that you've given to organizations. Now, again, I can't tell people what what they can do with their money because that's just not my place, but also at the same time, you're the one that posted the picture, you're the one that talked about it on your social media, so you should have known that people were going to come for you. Like, that could have been a private purchase. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, So I, too, am going to take this. Um, And I'm wondering, as I've, like, contemplated and tried to dig a little deeper, dig a little deeper. It's what we're to do. Just what we're going to do. We're going to dig a little deeper. If y'all don't know where that's from. Either you're too old or you're truly uncultured. Um, But, so, I think what she is doing, which, again, from her tweet on December 6th, she said, any charity or foundation, drop your receipts under the comment, I will match what you donated and match your donation to the same charity or foundation, Let's Match Energy. So, (laughs) <laughs> I find it, I find it funny, you know, because she's she's employing people to donate, you know, and during this holiday season, during this panty, um, you know, she's somehow getting people and rallying people to still give back, and I commend her for that. I do, but baby girl, when you when you're asking your followers, your tribe your your people from who don't have eighty eight thousand dollars to blow on a purse um to donate, yeah, our donation's gonna be a little light, you know per se um, it's going to be $20. It's going to be maybe a hundred dollars, you know, depending on each person's circumstance. Some people just aren't able to really donate at all again, because we're in a pandemic, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't see you matching like for you to truly like go dollar for dollar. Like maybe if you'd be like, Oh, if you donate 20, I'm gonna go 200. You know, like, whatever you do, I'm going to add a zero behind it. You know, something of that nature because you have the money. You have the money. If you're willing to go pay $88,000 on a damn purse, sister girl, you got the money. You have it. So, I don't know. I am, (laughs) like, I see what she's trying to do, but I also am like, I'm with... Sister, girl, who was like, "We thank you for the donations, but like, understand, you know, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna feel some type of way about this when you publicly put on this internet." Now, like you said, that's your account. I can't tell you how to. I, I'm. I don't have your account, so I can't tell you what to do with your money in your account. But understand, people are going to look a little sideways when you are over here matching legit. Twenty dollar donations, when we know you can give way more than twenty dollars to the donation, and then you have an eighty eight thousand dollar purse. Now, I think the only way that I can see this justified is that if she have, if she received a flood of like DMs of contributions and whatnot, and then you know maybe the grand total of everything that she has donated. As far as like matching people's donation, you know, maybe equates to about eighty eight thousand dollars or whatever the same. I don't know. I just mean it doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't. I think that's what I'm trying to say. It doesn't make sense. And Cardi, we we love you. You worked hard for your money. She worked hard for the money. So hard for the money. She worked hard for the money. And you better trip her, right? Um, I don't know why I'm a whole jukebox today but she she worked hard for her money and again we can't tell you how to spend your money but we can tell you that um baby girl that that ain't cute it ain't a cute look because not everyone is in a is in a predicament to where this pandemic has has treated them well you know for you to just flaunt your privilege um yeah, because that's just what it is. It's just like you flaunting your privilege and saying like, ooh, I got the money. I- I'm going to go buy it. Understood, but like, also just... Like you said, maybe that should have just been a private purchase. Maybe you should have just sent that to the group chat church. Just send it to the group chat. It probably didn't need to go on the Twitter streets. Or like just ordered it online and just had it sent to your house. You know, we would never know. We would have never known and like, we could have. We poor people don't want richness thrown in our faces. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Truly, yeah, yeah. Um, next segment. Well, okay. Uh, we this is the last one, and we can quickly wrap up, um, take care or I it. Don't put that. Don't put that segment in there because I cracked. Lord Jesus. Uh, so in mm. Clyde, Texas, if you have not heard of the young fellow by the name of Trevor Wilkinson. Um, You're about to hear about him now. Um, So a teenage boy, according to, again, this is 6ABC News, um, or Action News, uh, based in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, A teenage boy near Abilene, Texas, said his suspension from school for wearing nail polish is unfair. Um, According to the article, Clyde High School... Uh, Senior Trevor Wilkinson recently went to school with his nails painted and was suspended for violating the district's dress code. The Clyde CISD um, dress code states that boys are not allowed to wear makeup or nail polish. According to Wilkinson, it is a complete double standard because girls are allowed to have any form of nails they want and honestly can express themselves in any way they want. He has set up a petition asking the school to change the policy and has gotten thousands of signatures. Clyde CISD Superintendent Kenny Berry refused to elaborate on Wilkinson's case, according to the Abilene Reporter News. He would not answer questions about the dress code's requirement for men and women. Um, As I quote, questions or concerns with the dress codes are reviewed individually, and the district cannot share any information regarding a specific student, Barry said in a statement. Um, Clyde CSSD serves a community approximately 15 miles east of abilene and has an enrollment of around 1450 so 1450 students at four campuses he was also featured on good morning america and has gone on to say that you know it's just pretty much like the dress code like um explicitly oh according to the district they said you know the uh dress code is reviewed yearly and, you know, is updated, you know, yearly and so forth and distributed to all of the students um, prior to the beginning of the school year, which we all know. Um, But my thing is, so I'm going to go ahead and quickly, oh, and also I want to throw in the fact that his caretaker, his grandfather, um, is very much in support of his grandson and, you know, it's just like, he's just pretty much saying, like, what's the deal? Like, (laughs) <laughs> he literally said, why is it a big deal? Um, so I'm going to go ahead and quickly take this. Because um, there are so many things to unpack with this. So I'm going to try to do it swiftly. But one, can we stop gendering cosmetics? Um, can we just stop gendering everything in general? Nothing that people do belongs to any specific gender. Makeup does not belong to a specific gender. Nail polish and nail painting does not belong to a specific gender. People can do whatever the absolute fuck that they want and whatever the absolute fuck that they please. Because whose business is it? Theirs. And what are you to do? Mind yours. So for you to willingly go hop in someone else's business is ridiculous. And then for you as a district to say that you review your dress code yearly and is in the year of 2020... And you know that there has been a huge shift on how people identify societally. Let me say that, you know, because these things have been around for a long time. But, you know, there there are differences in how people apply versus, you know, or identify versus from 2019 to 2018 to 2017 to 2016 to hell, 2003. So what you're telling me is that your small ass district. And whatever small bumfuck part of Texas said you are willingly or are not going to keep up with the times. And also, need I say, what the hell? Nail polish does not distract, does not keep anyone from being educated during educational hours. What I have on these here fingertips does not distract Billy Joel behind me Sarah on the side of me and Nathan on the left of me distract them from any form (laughs) of their education. My being does not distract you because guess what? The teacher's at the front. Not on my fingertips. So please back the fuck up. Yes. I could pick this apart but that's all I'm going to say about that. Fran, are you taking it or leaving? Oh, I'm definitely going to take it. What you got? What you got? As a teacher, I have met students who, without going much into detail, but who who you can tell school is their safe place. mm. Being being in the room with other students, with their set teacher, that's their safe place. Mm-hmm. And they are able to express certain things that maybe they can't at home because it's stressful at home or they're in a really, you know, unfortunate situation. And the truth of the matter is, like you said, like if it's not distracting, let him wear nails like it shouldn't even be a conversation because maybe maybe it may teach the other guys in his classroom hey this is a way to be tolerant this is a way to to come on denounce and break apart toxic masculinity because me painting my nails isn't me saying oh i'm gay or oh you know i want to be a woman and again that's not me even denouncing that but it's Mm -hmm. just the fact that It is expression. It is a form of expression. Thank you. It's not. It's not me saying any particular thing. It's just saying that I feel really bomb wearing nails or painting my nails. And let's just be honest. Unless you have painted your nails before, it do make you feel like a superhero just a little bit. It makes you feel. It makes you have a little bit more power than normal. Because when I say every time I get a fresh set on these hair claws, can't nobody tell me nothing. And let's be honest. Shout out to all the men out here. Uh, some of y'all need to go and get y'all nails cleaned. Cause honey, the dessert, honey, get is manicure. Nails. It's gross. It's gross. I ask you ain't actually gonna paint it, honey. Just get a manicure. Just please take care of yourself. Like, because that shit is disgusting. And you want to shake my hand. Honey, it look like you got diseases underneath them nails. If you don't back the hell up. Like, whoa. She got me shaking in my boots, honey. The straights are wild. I tell you, they are. They are, but yes, y'all just just let people be people. Like I think that's also my thing about it. like why why are we policing humans on how they decide to have their human expression? Like I I don't understand. Like let them be their full authentic self, however they please. And I'm also glad I'm also. I'm very glad that you brought up the point of like how sometimes school are children's safe spaces, you know, depending on the educator, depending on where they are, you know, the district and everything like children actually feel a little more comfortable. I know of an educator who, unfortunately, um, she disclosed with me like there was this day where or like this student that she has um, where they have to go by different pronouns and (laughs) go by different names when their parents are around. Um, And I'm not sure if the student is like, you know, um, going through the process of transitioning or, you know, just identifies as the opposite or a different form of gender um, than the society and her parents label them as. Um, But It just really, like, hurts my heart, you know, that she has to, like, type on her Zoom chat whenever her parents are around and be like, please call me by my government name. The name that I would much (laughs) rather be preferred, you know, my preferred name cannot be used because then it maybe causes an argument with her parents. And, like, y'all just, I, I just can't. I just, this is, like, taxing. It is taxing on people for you to just sit here and not not be tolerant and not be understanding. Um, So I am thankful. I am thankful that this student is, you know, is taking a stand. And I am thankful that the student is deciding to open their mouth and say what's on their mind. But speaking of... Opening your mouth, let's actually get into our topic of today communication. Uh, yes. Communicating. Do you communicate? Are you able to communicate your thoughts, your feelings clearly? Are you able to let people understand? What it is that you want from them, that you need from them, what your boundaries are, and when they have crossed set boundaries. You know, like, Frank, go ahead. So, what you got? Opening thoughts. Opening thoughts. Ooh, let's talk about communication barriers. There are some people that we come in contact with. And they haven't processed some of their trauma, which causes them to not be able to communicate certain things they need. And that's what we're talking about, because there are situations, specifically when we are pursuing a partner, where certain situations come up and they're not willing to discuss certain things because within certain past relationships that they've had, both platonic and intimate, They've been told, oh, that doesn't need to be discussed, or you should never say that to somebody, or you should never let somebody know that. Therefore, when they communicate, there is a filter that they're already giving themselves so they're not being um, as authentic as they need to be. Because when it comes to communication, I need to be able to execute my thought process, but also be authentic in what I'm feeling in that moment. Mm. And some of us just aren't willing to do that. That's just like, for some of us, some of us will never be able to walk in the rooms that we want to walk into because we're not willing to change or code switch our communication skills the way that we need to. Because how you talk to your boyfriend is not how you're going to be talking to your boss. Because, honey, if you, if you use certain tactics that you use with your boyfriend, the way you use, and, and you try to do that with your boss... You're gonna be of a job. You're gonna have a you're gonna have a lawsuit. <laughs> Not a lawsuit. Uh... Let's just be honest. Some of us don't know how to communicate through sex. And they were under and we're trying to figure out why we can't make business deals when we need to make them because we don't have the necessary skills there. We don't know how to show it in a physical way. Sorry. I'm coming for your house. Not you particularly, but our viewers. Because <laughs> it's important. It's important to know, like, like, okay, like what I'm saying is it actually resonating with the selective party? And if not, is it a communication barrier? Cause if it is, it needs to be further discussed or we're going to continually go into the same problem. Every time I need to communicate something difficult or even something of the most simplistic thing. Hmm. Mm. Okay. So before, <laughs> cause friend, you said a lot. <laughs> um, so let's, let's, Pick some things apart really quick. So you have spoken of let's go back to one of the earlier things that you said is traumas and not being able to communicate through people's traumas um, or through your own personal traumas and how that is a form a barrier of communicating. Um because I want to say sometimes so here's what I believe this is personal opinion, Um, I believe ends up happening when we let our trauma speak for themselves. Um, At that point, we are only able to perceive things um, in a very narrow view uh, when you're letting your trauma lead the discussion. Um, You're not really able to expand and understand what the other person is saying because your trauma is not letting you do such things. It's only like letting you hear what you need to hear or what it wants to hear. Um, Because let's talk about, your trauma is truly like a whole different person because depending upon when when your trauma happens, now that trauma has literally shaped and formed itself into his own separate being. So now you may be, your trauma may happen at the age of five, 15, 25, and you can be at the grown age of 47, but you're letting that five-year-old, that 15-year-old, that 25-year-old speak in a 47-year-old body and in a 47-year-old conversation. Yes, friend. So I love that you brought that up about trauma. So this is what... I know for me when I've gone to therapy, like what therapists talk about when we talk about deflecting. When like when we're in a difficult conversation and there'll be people who like will like immediately segue to something else, or they mm. will immediately become defensive and they've been calm the whole, you know, entirety of the conversation. And it reminds me of this um interview that this choreographer had, and she talked about how when it comes to movement, there's almost a part of choreography where you have to have a therapy session with specific dancers because, Mm -hmm. you know, there may be a certain movement that brings back a traumatic moment for them. And it's not until they're trying to, you know, replicate what you've given them that they realize, wow, I haven't fully processed. Because, Mm. hey, this us you guys, our bodies hold trauma. And there are (laughs) some people who are literally carrying trauma 15 years ago that they've never processed. And the only way that they um can tap into that trauma is when there is a certain trigger that brings it up. Mm. And again, that trauma may not ever go away, but we need to also be able to dissect where it comes from, what it looks like. Yes, yes. And what it replicates. Mm. Because for some people it's certain people that ignite their trauma. There are certain situations, certain words. And, like, I remember, you know, being in high school and people be like, oh, well, that triggers me. Okay, but, like, truly, though, like, there are some words for people, there are some phrases for people that legitimately send them into a frenzy. And as me being being the best communicator that I can be, there's going to be certain words I'm not going to say to some of my friends. Because I know that it takes them to a place that they don't want to be, that they don't want to visit. They're not trying to have a membership there. They're not trying (laughs) to vacate there. So... Again, it is um, imperative as as great and um, proactive communicators that we understand the party that we're addressing. Because for instance, this is just something, this is, this is going to be my little moment to rant for a little bit. So going on TikTok, I've gotten to the point where if I see like the hashtag Christian or like the hashtag progressive Christian, I immediately block the user because I have never seen so many hateful people on an app. And mind you, I have Facebook, I have Twitter, and I have TikTok. Like, but like, it's literally like, again, you have to know your audience. And if I know that the people who are dancing to these trends don't have the same religious views as me, why am I going to condemn condemn them to a certain level to where they're never gonna, they're never not going to want to know about my Jesus? Mm. It's literally counterproductive. And so, literally, I've seen so many posts the past couple of days where they're just like, "Oh my gosh, you need to know who Jesus is. Stop looking into this prosperity gospel. Oh my gosh, you need to read your word. You need to know who Jesus is. Like, like, love him, know about him." And I'm just like, "But you're the hands and feet of Jesus, but you're not communicating the way that you need to communicate, and you're not reaching the people that you want to reach because all they see is hate. And my Bible don't speak about that type of about that type of hate. It speaks <laughs> about love. It speaks. It speaks about a love that literally, like." goes to the highest of heights and the lowest of lows. But that's not what I'm seeing replicated. So again, you need to know and understand your audience. And if you're looking at a prospective audience, yes, hold them accountable, but also at the same time, are you executing the way you need to execute? Hmm. Hmm. Okay, hold on. We're not saying I have to... (laughs) Literally... Um, right now so because the be going in and I'll be like, oh, we gotta come back and talk about that. We gotta we gotta expand around upon, upon that. Um okay, so <laughs> <laughs> y'all, this is a conversation. Um so we also you had also mentioned um before you went on this spur, wow, there's just so much to Getting to. Um actually I won't be going to that yet. So let's talk about what you were just talking about. So we're talking about addressing the party, um, and who is your audience, um, and knowing and understanding your audience and also making sure you're executing. Um, because and this goes also beyond um just the idea of trauma and how trauma speaks for you. This is just really like a flat out form of communicating. Um, So that is whether you are on somebody's pulpit, whether you are in the front of somebody's boardroom, whether you are educating a class, who, who are the people? Who is the audience? Do you understand what you're talking about? Do you know what you're talking about? And are you choosing... The best words when it comes to
1: addressing
0: your subject, when it comes to addressing your topic, because delivery is everything. And here's what I'm also talking about, because I feel like a lot of our viewers understand this. But, you know, just in case, you know, there are people who have never heard this. um, Nine times out of ten, when it comes to communicating, you know, there's the saying that always that people... um, say a lie is it's not about what you said it's about how you said it <laughs> because baby girl if you come through with that tone being incorrect you could have said the most intelligent thing you could have said everything that i ever, ever needed to know you can say i mean dropped gems but if that tone was not received well into my spirit baby girl fuck what you said i'm ready to fight And it's about to be on site. So please understand. And this is also when it comes, and I'm like, like segue because this also is very important because tone is very important um, when it comes to what you're saying. And so this is why I hate reading text messages. This is why I much rather call a person than rather sit here and text you on the phone. Because what I could be saying, like, I have to, <laughs> I'm the person who kind of like makes up for what I'm saying in emojis um, because I want you to understand like there's a certain feeling I'm trying to go for because what I typed may be interpreted as, damn nigga, you coming in strong. But I'm like, oh wait, it's a LOL or, you know, it's a crying laughing emoji. Like I- I'm trying to like lighten it because I know what I'm saying may be interpreted one way or another. Um, so before I get too deep, (laughs) because I could also segue into another thing, what you had something to say, you had something you wanted to say to Brian. Honestly, you said it. Oh, okay. And I was just going to add to that, that what I think is important is that when we're talking about communication, it isn't just with the words that you say, because body language is everything. Ooh, let's talk about it. Let's go there, let's go there, let's go there. there. (laughs) And some of us still, and I'm sorry, I I specifically, I guess, feel drawn toward, like, the people looking for, like, partners. Like, some Mm. of us still struggle with literally meeting other people's love languages because we think oh, this person's pursuing me, they're just going to automatically tap into my love language and that's it. I don't have to worry about theirs and it's going to be fine Mm. and they're going to wait on me hand and foot and it's going to be great and I'm not going to have to worry about anything because they're going to just understand that's just how I am. That is such a, I'm sorry, it's a pissy cop out. Like truly, it's a pissy cop out because to me, being the best partner also means that sometimes I have to remove self out of the way. Mm. I have I have strong mm. Leo energy. But if I'm dating mm. a Libra, that means I'm going to be the best sub-Libra I can be. Come on, come on, come because on. Because Libras need to be loved a certain way. Leos need to be loved a certain way. Pisces, oh my God, need to be loved a certain way. And people know me. like, And again, this is a little bit of my information. So if you know me, you know me. A lot of y'all know I have dated Sagittarius before. I have dated Taurus before. And I have almost gone to jail because they say sideways stuff. But also at the same time, because I knew the person that I was pursuing, I knew what to expect of them. Yes, they were mm. reckless, but I knew what I was getting myself into because when we were pursuing each other, I was listening to the conversations that were had. Oh, come on. So, again, when we are talking about love languages, that means are you meeting their love languages? Are you hearing when they are asking of something specific? Because let me just... Stay there. Stay there. Stay there. Because if you're going to be in a partnership, you're going to be in a relationship. It's not about making your partner stay and feel and work through your love languages. Like making them... So if you are a person who is, what is it? um, Affectionate and whatnot, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and but your partner is a person of... Gifts and um, mm-hmm. service and stuff. Um, no matter how much you touch them, that's because that's your love language. Doesn't mean your partner is still is going to comprehend because that's not how they like to be loved. Like you got to do things for them, for them, for them to understand that you are showcasing your love for them, not through your own lens, not through your own um, perception. Because here, here's another gem, like. When we are having a conversation, not every conversation you're gonna you're gonna leave content about. You're gonna leave happy about. Sometimes the conversations that we're gonna have, you're gonna leave pissed off. (laughs) We just have to be honest about it because some of us literally are going into relationships thinking we're gonna get babysat. That people are gonna be hospice workers, and that's just not the case. That's not the case. Talk about a friend because Talk about it. let me Talk give another it. PSA you're being disloyal and dishonest when you are meeting another person and you are saying here's my mo- emotional baggage take it carry it and I'm just gonna frolic the field but as long as you carry it we're good as long as you are at a certain location when I ask you to be at the certain location we're good that's not a relationship that's literally someone being a caretaker And if I am choosing to pursue a relationship, that means I'm pursuing a co-emotional codependency. We have to be co-independent. If we're not being co-independent, then we have situations like this when we're having a conversation and then the police is called because glass is being thrown against the wall. And that's not what we want. We have to be aware of ourselves. We have to be aware that when we talk to other people, that we need to give disclaimers of, hey, are you in an emotional space to take on my baggage, to take on this traumatic moment for me? Because everybody's dealing with their own stuff. Mm. Mm. But some of us don't like that. Some of us have never been told no before, and it shows in our relationships. <gasps> okay. So let me be quiet. Before I I tell somebody's business. <laughs> Cause you are getting ready. You're getting ready to be as reckless as I am. Okay. So, and I don't think our listeners can handle two reckless people. I think I'm reckless enough. I think I'm reckless enough for the both of us. Um, okay, cuz I think <laughs> y'all, we're talking about communication, but I think this is also a low-key relationship episode. Like, I mean, but I think A lot of things that also you are talking about is not just in the form of romantic relationships. That works for familial relationships, um, friendships, work relationships. Like, all of these things, like, tie into each other. Um, And at the end of the day, it comes down to opening your damn mouth. Say what needs to be said. And stand by what you said. And if you realize that, like, and also understand for the people is that people's thoughts can also evolve and change. I strongly encourage you for your thoughts to evolve and change. So what you may have said two months ago, six months ago, may not be the same thing or may not be fully the same idea that you have now. And it's just really, it's just really important that we, <laughs> sorry y'all, I just received a front of text, Um, but it's very, very important that uh, we are understanding we are understanding that evolve, I mean, change is one, that's a whole, a whole aspect of life that is never going to go away. And as long as you're communicating that change of who you are as a person of what you, your likes and dislikes are now previously from who you was to now, like it's just, y'all, I really don't understand. I don't, I struggle when people lack communication skills um, because I just need you to open your mouth. And as long as you open your mouth, that's step number one. But I think, there's also a nuance to this um and a deeper conversation is that communication as much as it is about saying something is also about listening and understanding take in the information know that people and <laughs> what they are saying and how they are trying to get it to you and also when it comes to communication is sometimes you have to take away strip away some of the The hurtfulness, the spite um, of the statements, you know, like take it for what it is. Sometimes you just really have to take things for what they are um, and not exactly how it was said. And I know that sounds a little contradictory because I know it literally, you know... I said, tone and delivery is everything. But sometimes, you know, depending on who that person is and what it is, you sometimes just have to shed away, shed away the feelings and take the information at face value. Take it for what it is. De Brian? Yes, De'Brien. So I remember looking at this sermon and this speaker talked about how for some of us, we need to understand um, why we get offended so easily. And why certain things causes us to begin our hate speech. And what I have learned with certain people, that there are certain people who that is their, that is their like their security blanket. Like for some people, their security blanket is running away, stopping the conversation, talking about something else. Some people, their security blanket is bullying other people and for me i have to look within myself okay why did i get offended in that moment was there was there actually something that was said that disrupted my spirit because if not it's not a defense mechanism it's me projecting so what has happened within my personal space that has caused me to internally internally push down the trauma instead of dissecting through it. Oh, okay. So this is actually really funny. So our dear friend of ours, um Sierra, um formerly known as Sierra Holloway, but now known as Sierra McCullough, because you know, ooh, again, ooh. our girl got married. Um, me and her then fiance, now husband, um had a whole conversation about offense and what it means to be offended. And And what? Oh, there's no way. I'm sorry, y'all. The text message I just received. And Gabe, just know I'm probably gonna be leaving like within like, the next like five, ten minutes. Oh, okay. So pretty much what it is the Brian Selling is we need to wrap up well, this episode. Um, on, we can make it a part one, part two. We might just have right. to make it a part yeah, one, part two. Um, um now, I don't want us to feel like we're yeah. Y'all, <laughs> we're going to make this a part one, part two. Um, So I'm going to let you know now, y'all about to get a double release. So be prepared. Okay? Yes. Um, But yeah, so when it comes to offense, it's really like just interesting when... It's just really interesting like you said, is it more of like trauma? Is it what I said, how I said it, said it? Or is it yeah, or is it that you just was it a conviction? Mm. Is the words that I said, was it a conviction and it made you hold yourself to a certain standard or in a way held you accountable? That's good. And you know what? On that note, we're gonna save that. We're gonna put this up on part two, like <laughs> because I wanna. We got to get into that, baby girl. We got to what dig dig a little deeper, dig a little deeper. Just what we gotta do. Just what we gotta do. We gotta dig a little deeper. Dig. I wish I could see these dance moves because I'm seven eight counts right right now. But um, so yeah, we're gonna continue this into um a part two episode um yeah because friend that's who 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 that's mm. we y'all please communicate just just communicate for the people um so we'll at least give you a formal closing and then on part two you know we'll give you the last couple segments you know um the 350 degrees and also again if y'all hoes don't start submitting for these unclog the sinks i'm gonna have an issue okay so it's okay you know what let's just go ahead and we're not gonna redo unclog the sink for the last few episodes of 2020 but i'm telling you now i am putting your feet to the fire when we come back to 2021 and I ain't got no emails, we ain't got no DMs for unclog the sink. we gonna have an issue. We gonna have nothing but issues. And I'm gonna pull up to your block. And I'm gonna let the chopper rain. You need to go to bed. You need to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, y'all. That's a hood, nigga shit. Bye, guys.